Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Caged In. I'm your host Petros and week by week I go film by film of the career of Nicolas Cage to find out if he is the greatest actor of all time or if it's time for him to hand in his acting badge and gun and retire from the force. Each week I'm joined by a guest where I ask them, are they a Nick Cage fan? What was their first and which is their favourite of his movies? This week I'm joined by Emma Carter to talk 2.11. We'll be talking about this film in forensic detail, so expect spoilers, hot takes and potentially controversial opinions. If you want to watch along, please do check out a handy Google document in the show notes that will tell you if and where the films are streaming. If you're still with us or you've just come back, there's only one thing left to do and that's to get raging with Cage. Nicolas Cage is a cop who is too old for this shit. No, we are not here to talk about a remake of Lethal Weapon. It's 2018's action drama, 211. I originally thought the film was 211, but it turns out it's actually police code for a certain crime. The film is directed by York Shackleton and disowned by Nicolas Cage himself. I've assembled a SWAT team to go after the criminals involved in this cinematic crime. I'm joined today by actor and streamer Emma Carter to make sense of this mess. How are you? I'm good. I actually thought it was 2-1-1 as well. So shame on me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 2-1-1, this movie. <laughs> I, I think 2-1-1 might be like a, is, is that like a code for, is it, what's the thing for like keeping it on the download? What's that? Is it like? It is. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, oh, like the, like when it's like on the download, like the 101 of something. Do you yeah, mean like the same yeah, thing? Like, yeah, it's like a 90s like R&B song. It's like, keep it on the, <laughs> keep it on the 211 or something. Oh, it, yeah, it, it sounds like it should There's be There's a lot better. of codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I had to like look it up. I was like, what does 211 stand for? It's, it's, it refers to the 100 code for robbery used in California. So I was like, okay, great. <laughs> There we go, and that like that would be the first point where this film falls down because this crime takes place in Minnesota. So, <laughs> uh, but um, before we get into talking about two eleven, as mm-hmm. we know it's called, uh, yep, two eleven, two eleven, two eleven. I always ask uh, my guests at the beginning of these uh, first and foremost: Are you a Nicolas Cage fan? Uh, yes, yes, I am a Nicolas Cage fan. 
Um, definitely. I was actually going to wear my Nicolas Cage t-shirt for this uh, Zoom call, <laughs> but it didn't go with my pants. So I went with a black t-shirt. But um, yeah, I've loved Nicolas Cage for a very long time. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with um, face, uh, face off. <laughs> yeah, face off, not Scarface. <laughs> I was, I also was obsessed with that movie. So face off was like my favorite movie as a kid. I was way too young to watch it. I remember my mom coming into my room once and seeing, do you know when he's like diffusing the bomb and the woman's like naked and she like shakes her titties. <laughs> so my mom walked in on me while I was watching that scene and she was like, Emma, what are you watching? What are you watching? I'm like, mom, it's fine. It's, Nicholas Cage film. She's like, you are never watching that again. I watched it on like repeat. I had, um, a, I had a similar <laughs> scenario with, I've, I've described it on the podcast for, so I'll try and do it as succinct as I can. Yeah. We used to have it that you could put a VHS in the player downstairs and watch it in the bedrooms. What? And uh, I remember being like 10, uh, watching Commando. So like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. And that film like is like really fun like when you think like when you look back on yeah. it but then when you watch it it's like oh no it's super violent he's like snapping <laughs> necks he's dropping people off of cliffs and it's like and, and like I kind of got that stern like you I got a kind of like yeah. when the full name comes out and then like you, you have to march downstairs and you're like I don't know Mario pajamas and be like I'm just watching Commando mom yeah, like, chill out mom chill out <laughs> yeah a thousand percent and so my my mom was a bit shocked by that, but it was that's the only bit of the movie that like shows has like sexual content in it, and she just happened to come in on that <laughs> on that bit. But when I was a kid, I definitely had a crush on him, even though I was like so young at the time. Uh, that's probably pretty wrong, but yeah, I just I loved him in that, and then I've always loved him. I just think he's so fantastic in every single way, um, and then. Yeah, like on my Twitch account, all my alerts are all Nicolas Cage. Amazing. Every yeah. single one is Nicolas <laughs> Cage, baby. <laughs> Have you ever seen there's like a Google Chrome plugin you can get that just changes every photo on like your desktop and stuff? Just kind of like, or like anything on Chrome just changes all the images. What? To Nicholas Cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I've been living a lie. Why, why don't I have this plugin? I'm going to download it as soon as I finish this podcast. Yeah, and I've like, I'm trying to figure. Out, I, I'm not that tech savvy to to know this, mm -hmm. but like, I created a keyboard out of like Nick Cage samples, like just sounds of him, like kind of freaking out in movies, to create the intro, like music for this podcast. And oh I'm trying god. to find a way to like take like just to give the internet basically this keyboard so everyone oh, could, please. could download it and then just like with their MIDI keyboard, garage band, whatever, just be able to play, uh, I don't know, Nick Cage screaming, ah, the bees in The Wicker Man. Please, <laughs> please. Because again, like all of my alerts, like, so, I mean, probably a lot of people aren't familiar with the platform Twitch, but if there's an event that happens through Twitch, it, it like notifies the stream what's happening, whatever it is. And so everything is all Nicolas Cage screaming. It's Nicolas Cage song. It's just him with everything. And it was difficult for me to find Nicolas Cage uh, like sound bites. And I was like, why doesn't someone have like, uh, cause he's, because he's so wild with his acting is you can find those sound bites so easily and make mm -hmm. a massive, you know, keyboard out of them, which is what you're doing. So it's so <laughs> exciting. I'll be using it. I'll be like, yes. Perfect. Uh, so 
this perfectly leads me on. You're talking about face-off. Leads me on to my next question, which is, what was the first Nick Cage film you remember seeing? Was it face-off? Yeah, it was definitely face-off. Um, is it still my favorite movie to date? Yes. And I feel like most <laughs> people are going to be like, I love face-off. It's my favorite. Or the Rock is my favorite. I feel like that those two movies stand so strong for Nicolas Cage fans. Um, yeah, that was my my first one that I remember watching. I just, I I loved it. I if you I watched that movie not too long ago this year. I still know it like verbatim. Like I I can still like do along and I just used to love like there's a scene where um Nicolas Cage is like Castro Troy is like on the on the ground and then John Travolta is about to kill him and he says this line that I used to love as a kid. He was like, "Ready, ready for the big round, baby." And I used to <laughs> love that. Like I was like, "Oh, this is so good." <laughs> I remember that so well. So yeah, that's definitely my fave still to this day. One of the things I'm like always surprised about is the fact there's never been like a re-teaming of Cage Travolta, even if it's in like one of those, you know, like Al Pacino and De Niro coming back yes. together. It's like, it probably would be shit. It would be like, do you know what I mean? Like they've both yeah. fallen on harder times where like... Uh, with the fanatic that Travolta did, yeah, uh, like recently, totally. but yeah. like for those two to do like a straight to DVD like oh, schlockfest, like yeah, yes, be- beautiful. Yeah, I would love to see them go again. Right, like I want to see them ride again together. <laughs> yeah, or like I don't know. I've 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 often like thought of a way. I had a Twitter discussion recently, which was all mm-hmm. about like the ways it could be rebooted like you know like it's kind of in vogue to do these like years later sequels and stuff like that where where they have like the heritage cast whether it's like star wars and then they bring in new faces but for like a face-off like kind of a new version like would be and like i don't know cast the troy is like somehow out didn't die and is like been held up for all these years and takes on like a youngling that. and then i don't know sean archer has to be pulled out of retirement and is like just spent the last tw- <laughs> 25 years just stroking his family's faces yeah that freaking thing with close the eyes is so yeah. weird I'm like stop with your son we get it yeah, his wife I, there's people i know who have watched this have watched face off like during lockdown and they've said like it was like a very difficult film to watch because obviously like, oh, really? the news was like, don't, don't touch your face. Don't like, don't, don't <laughs> like, obviously like, cor- Corona's going to get you. And then like watching Fury. that, uh, I guess at the height of it all, there was that whole thing. Yeah. Like, it got kind of uncomfortable. I'm not sure about you, but for me, like if you saw people like, hugging on TV, it's like. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, like, I had this conversation <laughs> the day. Yes. It's so weird. It is. It's so weird. It's like, oh my God. Or like, I'll see like a club full of people in a movie. And I'm like, what are they? What are they doing? And then my brain's like, no, it's it's a it's a movie, and this is pre-COVID. It's so strange how we've all started to like adapt and think differently now. That when you see a crowd of people in a movie, you're like, bad. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so let we've got to we've got to talk about uh, two eleven. Uh, unfortunately, one suspect with an automatic weapon outside National Bank. Is 
happening, Mike? Well, you know. And this is completely safe? Yes, we do these ride-alongs all the time. Ready to go? Yeah, I guess. Will you shut that thing off? Everywhere I go, they've got a camera in my face. This is the time to retire, because everyone's got a camera and everyone's got a lawyer. I'm retiring at the right time. I was That's the right. cop at the right time. You're going to have a lot of crap to deal with moving forward. Five minutes. We're in, we're out, and we're rich. On the ground, now! On the ground! Automatic weapon outside National Bank. Shot fired! Shot fired! Not here to play any game. My ride along. We gotta find him. I'm hit like Just hang on, Mac. Let's give us something else to worry about. Get him out of there now! and only get to this active shooter as quick as possible. No, you were, you were an hour late, and we were outgunned. What took you so long? Was this your first time watching the film? So, um, it was not actually. I thought it was my first time. Uh, when you sent me the email saying, hey, do you want to discuss uh, 2.11? Is that right? Yes, yes. 2.11. Um, and I was like, cool, haven't seen it. As soon as that movie rolled, I was like, oh, this film. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I have seen this film. I saw this film last year with uh, my best friend on New Year's Eve. So as, as soon as it started, it, it brought back a lot of memories from uh, New Year's, which was very exciting. Uh, yeah, this movie is um, bad. Uh, and I mean, I know I'm being straight to the point, but it is even second time around. I texted my friend and I said, I'm watching the movie we watched on New Year's Eve. She said, has it aged well? And I said, it's aged terribly. Like it's on the second watch, it was still not very good. I don't want to be mean, but I'm going to have to be mean. <laughs> no, to no, you, you, can be, you can be mean. Like, as I've already said, this is like disowned by Nick Cage himself. So, Okay, I, good. I feel like we've got like a pass from the big man himself. Yeah, right? as long as he says it's cool, then I'm, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't normally like bring up the, like, the Rotten Tomatoes on this, but I think this possibly oh, please do. is the worst rated Nick Cage film. This has 4%. I know when I saw that, because like I had to purchase it. I purchased it for like four ninety nine on Amazon last night when I was watching it, and I was like, I can't get that four ninety nine back. I literally burnt four ninety nine in front of my face. But yeah, as I was reading just the the reviews on Amazon, I was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> so I, I'd like, could you like give us a brief? like a synopsis of this film. I know it's a cruel task to ask you to do. It's a very cruel task and I, I will try my best. But basically, <laughs> I hate giving log lines and synopsis. I'm, I'm like, I am the worst. But basically, um, Nicolas Cage uh, is a retiring policeman. He's 
he's feeling old AF, even though he doesn't look old. Mm -hmm. And um, he takes a ride along, a kid called Kenny, and everything's just, you know, humdrum, small town, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. <laughs> and they're, they're rolling along and then there's mercenaries that rob a bank. That's basically the story. And the mercenaries are ex-military, which, by the way, have a great plan of robbing the bank first, but have a terrible end plan. Yeah. It is honestly, we'll get to that, but it's like, they're all these like ex-military dudes who are like, we're going to get out, you know, just, just desserts. We're going to get the money and then... It all falls to absolute shit. Well, their plan almost reminds me of like a box of fireworks where they look really impressive on the box and then like you light them up and they kind of like come out and they go <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like with like, yeah. like real cheap, like it's that thing of like you guys are like the whole film. We've got this Interpol agent who's kind of like just a couple of steps behind where she needs to be. And Why is she there? We don't know. I need to like, Looking through this cast list as well, we should probably yes. like have a look at it. I had no idea who a single person on this cast list was, bar no. Western Cage Coppola, just because I know he's Nicolas Cage's son. Yes, son. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like, I've got the cast list in front of me right now, and no one in this cast uh, rings a bell. I did have a little Google of some of the people just because I wanted to talk about the acting in the film. And I just wasn't sure if I've seen these people in other things where they truly, you know, shone. Um, but apparently, I believe it's Sophie, not Skeleton, Skeleton. She yes. has like a huge uh, YouTube following and things like that. So I was like, okay, so she's definitely got some talent. But I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's a director's fault or like what was going on. But the acting in this film is... Um, cringeworthy, unfortunately. I don't know if they had one take each and they got given the script two seconds before they were about to shoot, but something something was not not well. Something was not good. <laughs> well, we get this kind of like uh, preamble to like the main plot as well, don't we? We which do, is, yeah. Which is Afghanistan. Uh, I, like, no, no, yeah, you get you get this thing of Afghanistan, but it looks like it is just a quarry outside of any town. Thousand percent. Just and then we like get the the kind of militia come down like, yeah take out there's been a money deal they set up like you owe us money like the guy said he would help them transfer the money but they kill him anyway which makes no sense like these guys so it, it the, the film opens up for anyone who hasn't seen it please go watch it please waste 4.99 throw it at amazon give it to give it to bezos um so it opens up with this like lady typing so vigorously that it's not even possible to type that fast. So she's like cracking this code, like getting this money. There's a guy that looks like Harry Potter, like a 40 year old Harry Potter behind her. <laughs> Just like straight up, like looking like he's about to jizz himself. He's like, yeah, give me the money. And then we, yeah, as you said, we go to the quarry, um, shit goes down, the militia, they invade them, they like give us our money. And the guy is willing to give the money like Harry Potter is willing to give them money after he gets shot in the leg, but they decide to shoot him anyway. And they're like, we'll do it the hard way and we'll go rob this bank. Yeah. Well, one of the things I found really funny about like the introduction to the 
like villains of the piece is they all have this kind of like video game trailer-esque like there's yes. like a, a different camera move whether it's like it might be like a, a a slight turn of the camera of the angle of them and it's i don't it reminded me of like you know like one of these like rainbow six games you see like it's like <laughs> rainbow six outer lands like you play as a crack team of militia like going yeah. rogue and it's yeah. like i was like right are these like at that point i was like are, they, are we rooting for these guys they're kind of like making them look a bit cool and it's like yeah definitely it's they're very um like they have their archetypes in that in that small band of brothers you know the four of them they've they're playing they're playing the characters of like i think does one have a southern accent i don't even know but they're like very americana like you know hey bro well the leader yeah. of them called trey has this like mm -hmm. he just speaks like this it's like <laughs> that sounds painful like it sounds very <laughs> yeah. painful and then like like bless him like western cage like i'm sure he is lovely he comes from good yeah. stock but yeah definitely acting it's, it's, it's not your game buddy like, I mean, like yeah it's just kind of i don't know it's like the apple has definitely fallen far from the tree at this <laughs> at, at this stage like he's kind of come in like cage like level post 2010 mm -hmm. kind of like yeah and i don't know there's something about his performance like he's just always smoking a cigarette just going like comes off with like platitudes like it'll be what it'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah what the heck is going on i know it is such a i mean i have to say nicholas cage is the savior in this entire film i will say he's acting he keeps it very chill um i'm just putting out there like he does a great job he saves it but yeah just everything from you know the the types of um, where they filmed it, the cinematography in it. The like uh, there was a couple of things that really bugged me. Even I know this, and I told my boyfriend like this bugs me. There's like a pan shot in the beginning where it just pans over and it looks like a, a student film. There's certain cuts and things they did that I'm like, this looks like a very high budget student film. They didn't quite have the budget to do like a blockbuster, but it's this kind of weird thing where you're like you're laughing through the whole thing, but you're like, what is happening? This should be better. I don't understand. Like the first time I watched it, I laughed through the whole film. And then I was looking at reviews and people were like, I laughed through this. I can't believe this. Are you kidding me? Just also the characters, like they bought up so many characters. Um, even like, I know the protagonist is meant to be Nicolas Cage, but is he even the protag? Like there's so much information on characters they they spend 20 minutes of the movie feeding you exposition off the top being like this is who i am as a character this is what i'm dealing with this is the plot and it just jumps around and you're like okay i i get it and then it resolves so fast because they've spent the first act just like setting everything yeah. up that their act two is so quick that even when McAvoy, um, sorry, McAvoy gets shot and is in pain, and you're really meant to feel that with him. You don't care because we haven't we haven't set up anything. We've just mm -hmm. been like, his wife's pregnant. Um, he could die. Okay, the stakes are there. Let's end it there. You don't get, you know what I mean? Like you don't yeah, get to well, know the characters and grow and love them and and care. Considering this film is like 83 minutes long as well, so it's like <laughs> it's a it's a short runtime. It, it is. It felt long, and like <laughs> that introduction of like 
introducing basically every character we like yeah. and it, it's it's lazy script writing as well because it's down mm-hmm. to like it's going look look at this person look at this person you should care about this person because totally. they, they they help us push along the plot they mm. might they might like be in peril later on in the plot but do you know what you're not going to care like and one, one of the people that that happened for like the most of me is you get introduced to the bank teller who gets way like the bank oh uh, my god he gets way too much screen time we get this whole like kind of like I don't know, close to five minutes at the beginning of him and his wife like talking about like don't pla- need it. plans for their evening, going like she's like, You spent so much time at the bank. And he's like, Well tonight, darling, I'll take I and I, I can't, I'm trying to think of the voice like um he, he reminded me of like a kind of uh dollar store version of the actor who's in Inner World. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, uh Oh, Inner World, like with uh yeah, with uh, uh, Lake Bell, is it? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. She's she's fantastic. Um, the, the guy who plays movie. her dad, like uh, I can't I can't like think of the actor's name off the top of my head, but like yeah, he's like a kind of like dollar store version of him. In mm-hmm. that, like he's just yeah, very like totally. And you get that a lot in these kind of movies where it's like, who did they want to cast? Like, <laughs> and like who have they got? But like we get that whole five minutes. We get. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, we get the whole thing with McAvoy and his wife, and it's set up like they're gonna they're gonna have a baby, and then and then it's thrown in for good measure. Oh, and by the way, her dad happens to be Nicolas Cage's character, exactly as, as well. And it's like I I don't know what like pol- police protocol would be, but I'd imagine like if you worked on the same police force as like a relative, even if it's like by marriage. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't be put together as partners. There must be like a kind of like I'm sure there's something. Or if like your wife hated hated you, like, you know, she obviously hates her dad in the beginning of the movie, you'd think that he would be like, Okay, I won't work with your dad then. Duh. Like, I don't know, that just seems weird to me. <laughs> if he's a, if he's like quote unquote estranged. <laughs> yeah, there's this whole thing of like there must be some kind of conflict of interest there because obviously like uh, like uh america like especially this year has had a spotlight shone on it with like absolutely corrupt policemen and it's absolutely. that thing of like if if that stuff were to go down it's more likely to happen if it's two people who know each other like exactly like, who, are, who are related who are gonna turn a blind eye and it's kind of like this film tries to like tackle like that whole like film it, the police thing but it like does very it, ham-fistedly it gl- like it glosses over it so i don't know if they just put that in as like a, oh yeah like we have to address like <laughs> pr- uh, police brutality which is a great thing to address absolutely like kudos to them but they do it in such a fast and like a fast way and nothing is like resolved it's not explored it's just like it's just dumped on you and you're like okay nicholas cage's character you know Mike, he doesn't, he doesn't, he likes the old days of policing where, you know, there was never, you know, cameras in his face and everything. It's kind of just a little point of view there of like how it used to be. And then it kind of just gets dropped. It's never explored and resolved. Well, it kind you know of, what feel, I mean? yeah, it kind of feels like it's just brought up so it can have this, all of the like story arcs and like redemptive arcs in this are just handled really quickly. So it's mm-hmm. not like, like, they like each person gets to like go through their journey it's like he was it's like a a light switch of like 
he used to think this was really bad. Mm-hmm. Now he loves it. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's and magic. I'm, I'm trying to think who else we get introduced. We get introduced to Kenny, obviously, like getting bullied yeah. at school. Yeah. And we find out that his whole thing is that, like, he's unfairly put onto this ride program. Uh, but I I need to mention uh, the principal uh, of of, oh, of, yes. of the school and oh, that yes. she I've I've got this written down the the school slogan for like their kind of policy on bullying mm-hmm. is this god awful rhyme which is if a teen's being mean go to a teacher and come clean <laughs> cool bruh cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it sounds so like kind of 80s like white, yeah. white guy trying to do rap where it's exactly. like exactly there's one too many syllables where it doesn't quite fit and it's like oh bit clunky like, <laughs> yeah just ever so clunky they clunk their way through it that's uh, terrible so of the kind of I don't, did, did you kind of not relate to anyone but were were there like anyone who's introduced in the beginning that you that you care that you cared about at all no the answer <laughs> the answer is no it just wasn't um there was nothing I mean I, I I will actually say I did care about Kenny's character in the beginning because especially with Black Lives Matter and everything there was a really good scene where these white kids were beating up on him and then the black kid gets blamed and then he's in the back of a mm-hmm. you know a police car and his mom even says like you know, my son's going to be in the back of like a black kid in the back of a police car. This just doesn't look good. And I'm like, yeah, that's like a really, that hit me. I'm like, I bet this happens all the time in America, mm-hmm. especially, you know, this happening where white kids get away with everything and then, you know, black kids unfairly get persecuted. So for me, that was a really, I was like, I was like, you know, feeling for this kid. I'm like, oh, you know, fucking white people are the worst. Like <laughs> I you know, God damn it. So I, you know, my, I, my heart went out to him. Also, he has this, he has this great, like, it's a very small, like monologue in the back of the car and Nicolas Cage, you know, leans over and it's like, you know, battery, that's a pretty, that's a pretty large offense. And then, you know, the kid says, you know, I've been bullied and everything. Um, he did a really good job. Kenny, uh, did a really good job at that. Like I, I was like, yeah, I bet this is actually truly what does happen. Well, yeah, well, so I cared act- about him. The actor Michael Rainey Jr. Like mm-hmm. I, I hadn't ever seen him before, but like I kind of did a bit of like, uh, well, I just clicked on his name on IMDb. Found yeah. out that he's like, um, I think one of the key cast in Power with the like ro- oh. long running like, uh, like dra- like drama TV series. Like oh, correct. Great, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, I, I would like, like he was the only one where I was like, oh, that looks like somebody who's got some kind of like, credit. Like that's a credible mm-hmm. credit. Like I know that show. Like yeah, that's amazing. People, people really like it. Uh, but my favorite of the like people we get introduced to, yeah, is the kind of police police academy duo, like style <laughs> duo. <laughs> They are the perfect example in this film of, like, we're only introducing these characters because they're going to be useful later on in the plot. And it's like, they could have easily have made that, 
made what happens to them later on in the pox. I think it's the 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 female like uh, a, uh, police officer. She gets shot, but yeah. their introduction where he's like, "Oh, what, what do you think I do with my uh, like my, my my gun?" She's like, "Well, you probably you probably shoot your dick off," and he's like. <laughs> You ever thought about going into comedy? Because you're real funny. Where's this? Where's this come from? And it's like it's like let's let's introduce them at the beginning of the film, then let's not touch on them for the next sixty minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this this film like literally vomits characters. As you know, as I said before, like the first twenty minutes, it's it's character vomit. It's like here's here's another two people, and here's this person, and here's that person. Oh, and this person, and this person. You're like. Who is the hero of this film? Like, who is the actual pro? Who am I rooting for? I don't know what is going on. This isn't an ensemble cast because it's not done correctly. Like, what? what is this? It, it, to me, it felt like somebody going, like, they've watched... They couldn't make their mind up whether they wanted to make Crash, you know, like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. not, not, not the David Cronenberg, like... Uh, one, like the the kind of Oscar buzzy, like oh, we got all these interlinking stories. Like, <laughs> yeah, la la. Like, yeah, they they wanted to make that, or they just kind of wanted to make a straight to VOD like action movie, which is like exactly pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't have a foot in both lanes because like you're just gonna you're not gonna do either of them well. You can't, and that's what you end up with. Like you end up with characters that have not been explored, characters that don't have an arc because you've run out of time because you've only got one movie to do it with. So, if I was to remake this movie, I would have picked Nicolas Cage as my like definite character source. He would have been like my one, and I would have run with him and like exploring all of his themes and how he feels about being a older policeman who's going to retire and like losing his wife, estranged from his family. There's a lot of juicy stuff there that was never really ever touched upon. And I don't know why the daughter is angry at him because his wife died of cancer. Um, I don't know how long ago it was, but anyway, she died of cancer. And then she was like, yeah, he wasn't there for her, but it seems like he was there for her during her cancer. So it was very strange why she was mad at him. It didn't really make sense to me. It wasn't explained very well. No, the only way, like, and and I don't understand this if this is her like logic for it. It's like mm-hmm. oh he's he's grieving like he, that's her that's her beef of him is like he's, <laughs> like what uh, he he's been really stoic about it and isn't talking to me about it and it's like well like he's like it doesn't excuse it but he's of that like he's he's generation of that generation where yeah like, a thousand percent bad shit happens and you just go like. Oh, I'm gonna suck, suck this, it up. Yeah, until this becomes a stomach ulcer and I like, have to get literally thousand percent. That's exactly what like yeah, dudes of that age will do, right? It's like I'm not a I'm not a woman. I'm a man. <laughs> Keep well, it in. I think like to your point of like this film choosing like where it wanted to go. Like I think there's something really interesting if this had been like solely about a ride along. Like kind of mm-hmm, got rid of exactly. like, stripped off all that other stuff. Like introduce kenny introduce like the the character of cage have the um like the partner as like a side character but or like do you know what I mean as a, as a yeah like another prominent character but be it a like have that kind of narrative about the the old school and like a, a tale of this like rate like racist exactly or, like, kind of, yeah, some somebody with these backward views, like we 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 see it constantly. Jimmy, it's, it's, uh, 
you're winning mm-hmm. a water of green book it's like it's it's very like white savior like exactly. storytelling but yeah. like there is something there is something interesting to be explored in that kind of thing of like i don't know again just go with that don't go yeah. with that don't go with like there's also a bank robbery going on mm-hmm. there's, there's also like there's also this weird like kind of sub munich plot of this like mysterious uh foreigner like working for interpol coming along like going it's so weird i found this label (laughs) (laughs) no one ever wants her around (laughs) there was like there was like leave leave ma'am she's like yes i have this thing (laughs) i'm like what is going on with this plot like it doesn't yeah she unfortunately her character i mean she is good in it like i'll give it to her but she isn't needed in the story it doesn't uh, push the story forward it's just this like random bit of the story where i'm like where the hell is this going she isn't needed no and it, but like, the only like moment it, it like it kind of serves the plot is like oh no even then they know what it is like after so for their plan, these uh, bank robbers mm. have yeah. this kind of diversion tactic that what they'll do is they will, once things go a bit south or like attention is drawn to them or whatever, they will set off a bomb in a restaurant. And this mm-hmm. is this is somewhere where I get confused in this film, is the yeah. geography of everything. Because it looked like... It's never they explained. Had, it's it never looked, explained. They had like one set that was for like the town yeah you can and see the, this, the the back lot they definitely used the back lot you can tell i'm like oh jesus didn't even try and like <laughs> they kind of made like they kind of like got a couple of camels in one day to make it look like <laughs> kabul and and like kind of like change some of the store frontage and like, i know the next day it's like any town usa exactly um, literally but and and one of the things that this film like kind of I don't, I don't know if it's a positive point about it, but it was filmed in Bulgaria. Like, and it's Amazing. like, well, that, that's pretty, that's, that's uh, great. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's, it, it must say something about like the Hollywood system as well, that like it is cheaper to fly all these people right. <laughs> to Bulgaria to make a film that's set in Massachusetts yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> than it would be <laughs> to just use like, and, it, and, it, and as I said, it's on like, <laughs> one set it's not like it could easily be like the back lot in like universe or whatever like Jerry, totally like, i'm yeah i'm assuming they got they must have gotten tax credits that's all i can think oh, of yeah. that's why yeah, they yeah, decided yeah. to, to film a bit. yeah it's a i mean it's it's cool that that um they can turn it into like a, an americana like an americana town i mean it's it's meant to be this it's a it's a fake town right i think it's a fake um yes place. the the name of the town, I do have it here. Chesterford, got it, nailed it. Woo! <laughs> points for me. <laughs> but yeah, the geography of, of the of the movie doesn't make sense. Um, they, you know, with the, the SWAT team as well, they send all their SWAT out to this this bomb that the militia have, um, well, these, the bank robbers slash mercenaries slash ex-military dudes have planted they send out all the SWAT and they just kind of hang around and they never come to like the full on shooting happening, you know, I don't know how far they are away. And then this does get bought up. Like Nicholas Cage's character is like, where were you? And they kind of can't answer. Like you're an hour late. I'm like, I think after one bomb's gone off, like a, like a mass 
I don't know if it's a mass shooting, but like people with hostages in a bank and shooting, I feel like that takes precedent over mm-hmm. a bomb that's already gone off. Like at least in like a couple of SWAT people in, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Split the resources because they like, yeah. we get this moment and it's supposed to be like a real like, I don't know, I guess as an audience member, you're supposed to be going like, yeah, this is really cool. When you see everyone like suiting up, getting ready, getting in like these kind of like souped up, almost tank looking like cars and like, they're all getting ready to roll to go. And it's like, well, there's at least like 12 people. They're like, do you know what I mean? There's, there's totally. at least two dozen people. 12 there, 12 there. Come on. <laughs> Split them up. Come on. This is America. Yeah, this so is America, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, so it's not It's not like it's bumfuck nowhere. And like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but like to kind of like go back like uh, yeah. slightly in the plot, there's this moment like so – they get caught they got caught in the shootout and as mm-hmm. you said uh mac as they call him uh oh, mac yeah 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 i i kept getting really confused i thought like uh i thought they call him matt like which is obviously like oh but, yeah, but like, yeah 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 that's like oh, like and then and then heard his full surname and i was like is this really lazy they've called him like matt mac and ernie i was like, like come on <laughs> like <laughs> uh, but he gets shot and I think it's to this point as well of these, like we were discussing earlier about these character arcs just going really mm-hmm. quick. It's like he gets shot in the leg and the the film's almost like playing out in real time at this moment. And yeah. within like 10 minutes, he's going, that's it, I'm getting cold. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm seeing the white light. And it is, it is kind of like, I, t- I think even like TV, like daytime TV would be like, you're overacting here. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> that moment. Um, and then again, like I haven't seen this guy in, in other in other movies or TV shows. So I I I don't know him. I'm not familiar with him. And I don't, I never like to blame the actor as a whole because there's, there's always a lot going on. You know, it's like, was the directing not good enough? And like everything just wasn't set for him to achieve his mm-hmm. potential. So I'm, go- I'm gonna assume he's a good actor. However, in this scene, I was laughing my ass off and I was like, why is he being such a dramatic bait? Like he's, he's being such a drama queen. Like he has this, yes, it's a fairly severe leg, you know, his leg is, you know, bleeding and everything like that. But honestly, you don't, you're not like, oh my God, is he going to be okay? You're like, oh, shut up your baby. Like you're being a little bitch, Yeah, you know, I, and he's, <laughs> you don't feel anything for him. Nothing. I, I recently watched the film Free Fire. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that. And I haven't like, seen it, no. It's all about like a shootout and it's kind of, it, that is, it's a film that's done in real, like in real time basically, but it's like mm-hmm. what would actually happen in a shootout? You know, like we see them in films all the time and it's like very quick and it's like, well, in real life, it's not like that. It's kind of like people just hiding behind things and then maybe every five minutes, like letting off a few shots and then like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a gun deal gone bad. But like in that, mm-hmm. people are shot in the leg, and they keep saying like, "You've got like a, you've got like an hour and a half." Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? like, you, you've got. Yeah. A bit, like, whereas this, like, he is. It goes from like fine to like he's he's one of the zombies from the film, <laughs> literally in like he's, five minutes. And he's so annoying about it. Like, he's the type of person who, if you were there in real life, you'd be like, "I'll oh, just die already." You're so annoying. He's like, "I'm dying. This is it for me. I'm done. I'm done." And you know, Nicholas Cage comes over. And he's like, 
you're not done yet. And I'm like, oh my God, because I'm going to just like slap him and like shut up. And then poor Kenny, who has to go to therapy, I'm sure for the next 10 trillion years is like having to deal with this, like, he's got like a tourniquet around him and he's like, push harder, Kenny. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just, yeah, that was, well, the, that right, was bad. <laughs> the writing on Kenny's character is just that thing like he's got his, it's everyone has their one thing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, Kenny's just the crotchety dad or whatever. And it's like, uh, yeah, Kenny's thing is, he just loves his phone. I know, know, like, it's like, it's like there's so many ways you could have gone with Kenny's character. It's so much you could have, like, lent into, like, gone into. But no, it's just him and his phone. Yeah, we get this, like, B-plot of him just, like, obsessed with the phone, which eventually leads to him, like, not wanting to lose it, could have got out of the way of trouble. He could have like been fine and decides, no, I'm going to go back for the phone. Again, he is only maybe a few paces away from everybody once he picks it up. But he decides to get in the back of a car and wait there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. He's like, actually, I'm going to open this car that's open. First of all, the car is is just open. No one like notices him at all, and he's literally steps behind the pack. Well, and and then by the time like you mentioned it earlier, when Cage calls out like the higher ups about like like what like they where were you like he, yeah, exactly. like a really <laughs> impassioned moment. But like then someone says like he's like have you found the have you found the ride along, and it's like. It is night time. Like it was <laughs> I know. Yeah. He joined you at eight AM. So yeah. this this was easily like eleven AM that all this <laughs> this started. Maybe midday. So he is he is like taken into time like uh kind of the clock chain daylight savings at the earliest. At the earliest, this is four thirty. Depending yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that poor was, kid. <laughs> And in that time, like to try and get a hold of his mum, he has fashioned like a MacGyver style yeah. battery pack for from his from a doll. He loves his phone. <laughs> He's like, must call mum. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm and, like, oh god. And they have a phone charger in the car, and it's that thing as well. Like, I, I, I suspect watching films in this kind of like analytical way, I pick up on this stuff. But it's like. What are the chances, the fact that he has a Sony phone, that that is the charger yes. that they would have in that car? Seeing I didn't as like think about that. So that's like 99.9% of the world has an iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> that's actually a really good, yeah, that's a really smart thing. I mean, I'm assuming Sony threw him some money and they were like, here you go. Let us, <laughs> let us, uh, let us uh, promote on your movie. But yeah, that's a very... Very good point. And, and then we get, like, so he calls his mum, and then another, like, amazing, like, instead of, like, they probably thought, you know what, 20 characters we've introduced. We might as well repurpose one of the other ones as somebody else. His mum happens to be the, like, right. the ER nurse. But, like, <laughs> I was really confused as to, like, was she just a nurse? Like, what, what, like, what was her role in the hospital? What did you, like... I mean, I'm not sure because she she had that, you know, she had everyone standing around and then she was kind of telling everyone where to go in the hospital. So I was like, 
I was like, oh, maybe she's head of the department, of head of ER or head of something. Yeah, because there's a bit as well. There's a guy like I've I've watched enough Scrubs to know that like she's in she, she she's kind of like in a, a like a nurse like nurses Scrubs. Yeah. And then she like points over to a guy in a lab coat and tells <laughs> him what to do. And I was like, he's got to be a doctor, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> It was was even like when I watched that little scene of, um, because I think Kenny's mom, she, she actually, there's a lot of really good acting that she does in it, but there's, Mm -hmm. but that scene where she's kind of telling everyone where to go and what's happening. There was something really off about that scene. I don't know if you noticed it or picked it up, but it, it felt so staged and so again, weird. I was like, what's happening here? It just didn't feel real. It was just like a lot of non-real moments where you were, you know, even when like this, you know, the cop was dying and she was like holding, you know, like a, uh, some like gauze to her neck and she was on the phone to her son. And then the, the cop is, you know, said like, he had a ride along with him. Yes. I'm just like, Oh my God, what the hell is going on? And then when the wife jumps in, um, when Mac is, you know, um, in the hospital and there's all these surgeons just willy nilly doing surgery, like surgery, like out in the middle of like the freaking you know, operating floor, like she runs straight in like into them. And then one of the guys like, ma'am, you can't be here. I'm like, literally they have like a scalpel and like gauze and there's like five of them around and they're, they're, you can't do that. You can't run to a hospital and do that. You Mm -hmm. can't. The arrogance of that. And she's only like, this is where like one of the, the two like uh, comedy cops have been like purposed. Because her whole her her whole kind of job for the 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 film is come in like wisecrack at the beginning, and then you need to deliver the message that there was a ride along. Like I think it's Santiago, her name. Like oh, um, she has a name. Po- possibly, or maybe <laughs> get, getting her confused. I think that may be uh, a character from Brooklyn Nine Nine. But it did, oh, yeah. It, it did feel like they walked off those two walked off the like do you know what I mean they went for an audition like cops I've, I've seen I've seen a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine like, do you know what I, mean? like I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like he's gone like do you, do you know what my my reference point for cops Andy Samberg that's what the yeah. male <laughs> yeah. that's what the Terry male Cruz. yeah 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 and, 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 and like the yeah I feel bad not knowing her name now but it may be it is something as like basic kind of like uh as a like a santiago or something like yeah that. something something like that i mean i've i've just realized that i got sarah's character who's the the wife of mac i got her confused amanda amanda cerny i believe it is i got her confused with the chick that does the interpol one so it's actually Amanda who has the YouTube following, not Sophie. So I'm just I had to recorrect myself <laughs> on that one. <laughs> uh, oh, so Sophie Skelton is the she's the daughter. Yeah, she's. Oh, is she the daughter? Not the. I thought she was the Interpol. Now I'm getting myself confused. Don't listen to me. <laughs> is she the Interpol? Oh, I can't even tell. Or is she the daughter? Interpol is Amanda Cherney. Oh, okay. So she is the Amanda Cherney is the one with all the YouTube following. Is she, what is she? Oh, but now, now, now I'm, I'm confused. Sure. Now I'm I've actually confused myself. So let's let me see. Who does Amanda play? Because isn't she the? Oh no, I'm confused. She's born in ninety one. Who's this? Oh no, you're right. Because Sophie plays Lisa Mac. 
McAvoy. No, no, she is a she is a cop. So Alexandra Dinu is the Interpol agent. Is Agent Rossi? Okay. So I think Sarah may be the character I'm talking about right now who gets shot. She oh. is. She is the she is the comedy cop. We've 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 solved the case. <laughs> oh, okay. So she's the one with the big YouTube following. Okay. So the other woman is not. Okay. Yes. So she's the okay. I was getting them confused. Amanda Cherney plays <laughs> the comedy cop who yeah, who delivers this message to the arrogant daughter who's just like, uh, do you know, do you know who my, my husband and dad are? They work for the police. I could be anywhere in the police in the hospital that I want. And that that scene really frustrated me because it's mm-hmm. like you're only there like all, all of these people they're only there to service the plot and it's like yes. this wouldn't happen in this wouldn't happen in the real world at all like when stuff falls down too much on like circumstance and coincidence it's like that's really lazy script writing yeah yeah i don't know who wrote the script i'm interested in two things and like um if the script is listening you know, uh, I'm I'm sorry, and this is just my opinion, but um, I don't know how this, I don't know what draft this was. Let's say it's draft three or four. I don't know how it managed to um, get made, if I'm going to be completely honest, <laughs> because there's so many holes in it and it's um, it's not it's not well written. And I think that's why the actors probably struggled with it too, because they weren't given good dialogue. Um, they were basically just given a lot of exposition and just quick feel this emotion, quickly bring up your dead mom. Oh, by the way, you're pregnant in the same, you know, <laughs> scene back to back, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, I, I just don't know how this this movie really decided to go through and how they got Nick as well. Because I mean, I we both love Nicolas Cage and I'm actually really excited for his film career in the next little bit because he's got mm-hmm. some like, yeah, you really, know, the, yeah, yeah really fun things coming up that I feel like he can finally like use his like skill. Um, but some of these movies, like, I mean, he's, he's great in this movie because he's, you know, he's very grounded in this movie. Um, he has, you know, his little freak out in there, but it's nothing, it's nothing mm-hmm. like a lot of his other movies, but this movie is like, this movie's not good enough for him. He's better than this. Like, yeah, you know that- what I mean? Yeah, and to, like, to kind of like double back to the plot slightly, it's very weird in like the fir- the final act, we get introduced to yet another character who is like SWAT team leader one, who's like would be played by like, I don't know, like yeah. uh, Frank Grillo or maybe like, uh, do you know what I mean? Like he looks like, yes. that, he, he looks like that, that type. And yeah. then there's this very odd scene where he's talking to the to agent rossi the interpol agent where she's like i, w- I wouldn't go in there they know they like and she she really like and to, obviously she's kind of like the almost like the greek chorus to say to mm-hmm. the audience like i'm I, i'm here to tell you the exposition and what you should like i'm here to tell them what you should know as well like yeah just show us just like you've already said they're special ops like and like they're they they know what they're doing and she's like and over eggs the pudding as well because she says like they really know what they're like doing in these situations like yeah i think she said something along the lines of like they'll use your plan against yeah. you 
And it's was like, there, was there some book that they were bringing up during that little um, scene? There was something about a book. I can't remember. And I was like, what are they on about? And he was just dismissing her being like, listen, we've got this. And she's like, no, they are different. Like, this yes. is what's going to happen. Like, you better watch out. And he's like, look, lady, we've got this. I'm like, what are you, like, what are you <laughs> doing? Like, I don't, he's like, and he said, fair enough. He's like, do you want us to just leave them and they can run away? Because I was like, yeah, like, what are you going to, like, like, just so weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, so like, when we get to the point of, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I, 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 I should have done this. The fact, like, when we get to the point when the bank manager gets shot, like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you felt about this, but I didn't care. No, and, and <laughs> you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have cared because there was nothing in it for the audience. There was no, there was nothing. The guy that, the actor that played Val, that character in general, was not needed whatsoever. You could have taken out all of his scenes and just had him shot at the end. It would have been as emotionally... Um, Devoid. Would have been, yeah, exactly, <laughs> as it was with all, all of his dialogue because in subsequent... Well, in, in like the scenes beforehand, he was like the it, the scene didn't need to be made at all. Like he was just chatting with his wife being like, tonight we'll do something, you know, different. You know, we'll be together tonight, which I'm like, okay, was that the stake saying he wants to have a nice night with his wife tonight? Like yeah. that, I'm like, okay, you're saying, there we go. There's the stakes. I want to return home to my wife tonight. Um, he was like a theater actor that was talking to about 3000 people in a crowd when the scene was being delivered. I was like, mm-hmm. it was so weird. And then when he got shot, I was like, thank God he got shot. He's <laughs> gone. Like I was happy. I was like, oh, great. Because even in, you know, some of the scenes where he's like telling people what to do in the bank, this is like when we first get introduced mm-hmm. to him and like the bank and everything, it's like, okay, well, this needs to be here. And then don't forget this. I'm like, who is he talking to? He's talking to himself out aloud. It was very strange. So when he got shot, I was like, fantastic. Okay, good. You were <laughs> annoying anyway. I'm sure your wife has cheated on you a thousand times. Tick that box. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get to the like the SWAT team move in and like mm-hmm. their grand plan was to cable tie all of the hostages together, lead them out and then blow them up essentially to like yeah um and then SWAT team lead again only introduced so they can try and like manipulate the audience into caring when like moments after their kind of siege where they go in a couple of grenades go off they go Mm -hmm. oh let's go back out of the bank they find the C4, SWAT team leader one. Uh, that's what I'm going to call him. I, I, yeah. I, I, I can't remember the character's name. Uh, yeah. He, he he blows up and it's like, oh, all right. That like, so so that's that. And then they come charging out and it's kind of over in a bit of a whimper, right? Yeah. It, it builds to this, what you hope is going to be this fantastic climax of like diehard action where it's, baddies versus goodies and there's some awesome stuff that happens and it just it pre-ejaculates on itself and just flops (laughs) like it really does it lets everyone down and the ending is just so very bizarre like I didn't I honestly didn't even realize that was SWAT team one guy that actually took the he took the oh I didn't realize him I just saw some random dude I I was like I feel for that guy good for him I didn't even realize 
yeah, um, yeah, and then we like the first one to go is Nick, uh, Western Cage, who kind of like just <laughs> step, steps out of the bank, and it's like again for people who are supposed to like have this big like plan. Like I think mm-hmm. they thought obviously their plan was this is going to be a cakewalk, and they thought they were like getting out when um, hipster bro with the like very like. Pr- pronounced hair like kind of like yeah. s- uh s- slick back hair who looked like the actor and director ty west uh like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he, he once he was like shot early doors by like uh mike and mac like mm-hmm. it was like they, then their plan just all went to shit and they just kind of come out in all guns blazing like i think the one who seemed to have the biggest like plan is Trey, the leader of the gang. Yeah, I'm not sure if you noticed. Like he, when he ran, he zigzagged. Zigzagging. <laughs> yeah, he's been chased by a crocodile, baby. He's been straight up chased by a crocodile. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he looked like he's kind of doing like I, I guess living in LA, you'd probably see this a lot. Like when you see the people like doing workouts in the park with all like yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's running around the cones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait, duck, dive, yeah, yeah, dodgeball, yeah, yeah. dodgeball, do, do, do. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, again, that movie just, it, it flops so bad because of that, because it's the whole movie is set up where these guys are like, like hard asses, they're ex-military, they're like, they've got like their whole like Kevlar, like they've everything is like, they're decked out on their stuff. They've got like, you know, semi-automatic mm-hmm. rifles. They've got like a fucking like sniper rifle that's like totally killer that just like picks off police one at a time, right? These guys like mean business and then as soon as they like let the hostages go try to blow them up fail and then SWAT guy one takes it then then it's kind of like oh well I guess that didn't work out um let's just run out the front door and and hopefully we can make it somewhere they don't they don't have a vehicle to get away in they've got these giant backpacks of money which would weigh a shit ton and they just go down one by one in the most sad way like there's no there, I'm like that was your plan the whole time to zigzag your way to freedom. What are you doing? This is terrible. Who trained you? And, and then, like the closest we get to a kind of like diehard esque showdown is we have like um, uh, a, a black policeman who's like kind of like become like Nick Cage's like right hand man. Like yeah, just de facto as there's nobody else like left in the cast they go this guy <laughs> he will do, will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he will do and like so they go to get kenny like so so this is still going on so like this has got to be like again half four at the earliest probably later cages arguing at the people going like Whoa, where's the kid yeah it's it's now it's now possibly like a couple of like an hour later than that it's, it's got to be like seven, eight o'clock in the evening at this it has point. has to be. Right? It has to be. <laughs> so they go out like at the same time as the SWAT. Like they could have just gone like, you know what? Let me speak to the SWAT guys. We need to get the kid exactly. out of the car. Just give us two minutes. We'll get him out. And then like that's that's one thing I like I didn't understand about this is all this. They get Kenny. Mm-hmm. All the stuff's going on with the bank. And instead of leaving, like like that like they should have done, yeah, they hang about and join in a shootout, and it's like you. So you're like as policemen, 
putting like a minor and a civilian in harm's way. You are now actively doing that. And it's like a thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. I was like, what is like what is I mean, they had a freaking sniper rifle and they were picking people off yeah. in like a hot second. And you're just standing there, like they don't even have like full gear on. Like mm-hmm. they've just so <sighs> A guy zigzags his way across and then yeah. come, comes to Cage. Cage Cage clips him. He yep. tries to clip Cage. Who saves the day, Emma? Well, I mean, it it's a good question. This this could be argued. I mean, Kenny gives the first shot, right? Mm-hmm. Kenny does it. Kenny picks up the gun for probably the first time in his little life and decides to shoot at a stranger. Takes him down. But we got Interpol Lady with another shot. <laughs> just in case. So I would say this would be this was what I would say. I would say that Kenny saves the day, however, Interpol Lady saves him from trauma. Because hopefully once that boy, once Kenny's gone to therapy for the next 20 years from shooting someone and having to deal with all of that, I'm sure that they could coax him even after the trauma and say, it wasn't you that shot him, it was me. I killed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is what I think that's why they did that. Because his Interpol lady had no use whatsoever because yeah, or just the ju- took him down. <laughs> they needed to justify her kind of being there instead of going, picking up a phone and going, you know what, these guys are pretty bad. <laughs> you like, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's Interpol as well, and she's like zigzagging all over the country. It's like just share the information. Like exactly, you know. there'll be people <laughs> there. Like when she gets yeah, yeah. the when she gets. The, I mean, this is a lot earlier in the film, but when she gets the message, why well, don't I don't don't remember how she gets it, but she turns her GPS on it. Just like she hears of like there's been a bomb, right? She just she just yeah well, heels around, whips there's, around. There's a moment as well, and we just get this like horrible bit of like current future tech where she's got this app on her phone and it shows you this really weird like mapping out oh, someone's yes. face and goes yeah that was oh, weird oh yeah that's like that's uh sarah pavlova she's like known for laundering <laughs> money like all over the world and, and it's like, <laughs> it's like cool <laughs> no, i don't i don't i don't quite i don't quite understand it but like i think the the, the moment like that i really really want to talk about is this ending Mm-hmm. Where we get um, a year later. Um, oh, Jesus. Mike, Mike comes home for his run. He's obviously, we must have retired at this point. He's yeah. he's winding down in life. and Totally. Comes home to, like, well, every surviving character, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty su- much. For a surprise party. And, um, yeah, what did you make, like, what did you make of this scene? Well, I will. I will first say that Nicolas Cage running is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I just love. I just I love him to death. The way he runs is just it's 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 a beautiful sight. He's like a gorgeous horse just running across. (laughs) I just loved it. I was like, look at him run. I'm like, I love this man even more. So yeah, he jogs. He he gets to this birthday party, right? I think it was a happy retirement. It's birthday, isn't it? birthday yes yeah. okay it is birthday. Birth- yeah, okay yeah. gotcha so this is how much i was checked out by end of the film um so you know it's surprise he he stares at his his family photo like his his you know now gone wife and um his daughter and him he stares at it for an uncomfortably amount of uncomfortably long amount of time i've got a theory on this and like I'll, I'll oh interesting 
it feels like his like stuff at the end was mm-hmm. filmed separate from everybody else. Oh, interesting. I wonder if it if it was or they put that in maybe a little later. Yeah, like it feels like there was a couple of pickups. Like they kind of like had him like like the the delivery on certain lines felt like he was delivering them to no one. Where it's like, what are you doing here? And it's like that doesn't feel very connected, na- naturalistic. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. kind of. And it, every time it did it as well, it went to like it was just a, a, a close up of him. Whereas like the final shot is a, like, a wide, a, a wide of the whole room. Oh god, yeah, actually that that's a good point. I didn't. That could absolutely be it. Maybe it was in in a pickup shot later mm-hmm. on, which makes complete sense. The so the end to this entire film, um, and I don't know if you have the the end line. Oh, that awesome. you can quote. Um, I've got it. Yeah, yeah. Please, please give the audience the end line of the entire film with everything going on. He's approaching, he's approaching everyone for the surprise party, and he says, "Well, yeah, like to, to kind of set the scene as well. So we've got not just have we got uh, his daughter, uh, Mac has survived. Yeah, we have yeah. Ken, Kenny and his mama there. He, <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Nicholas Cage's character delivers the line, "Hey, Kenny." Where's that phone you're always screwing around with? I want to take some pics. Fade to black, fade to black. <laughs> and I was like, it is the worst. I, I don't like, how do you even end, end a film with that? It was just, my boyfriend was there at the time and he was sitting there watching the very end of the film with me. And he's like, he's like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, that's it. And he like, he burst out laughing. He was like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is the end of it. Like that, that was, that was like, that's it. Well, it's that thing as well that like, it's, it's the fade as well. And it's like, it's a fade on like movement. So like Cage is like walking towards the camera almost. And it's like, it's weird. And and it does close his story, story up because it's like this whole thing of like, that's the longest story arc of this, of one character is, he really hated phones. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he exactly, phones. yeah, then, exactly. And then his closing line is like, I, w- I want to take some pics. Like, I know, it's like, if you were describing the character to someone, you're like, okay, this guy is a retiring cop. He's a bit stuck in the past. He's estranged from his, his you know, kid and his wife died and he hates mobile phones. <laughs> like, you're like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> what is happening? I yeah. I I really hope there's like some stuff on like the the cutting room floor of like Kenny showing him how to use a phone and stuff. <laughs> yeah. some more some more like party stuff some kind of like you know like the end of every Fast and the Furious where it kind of like there's there's a speech and then they're all just like yeah it, 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 the camera like pans away as they're having a barbecue <laughs> and drinking Corona like that, that that would have been I don't know it's like it goes out in the way it ca- comes in. It's very mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like all the reviews that I've I've read on this movie have all been the same, right? Like it's just like oh, womp womp. It's it's a, yeah, and I always like to kind of like look at where Nick Cage is kind of in his career around mm-hmm. ar- around this period, as it were. And yeah, like, where is he? Because this is only a couple of years old, right? Yeah. So this would have like come out in two thousand and. 
18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. this would have been post looking glass and like pre um what was the one after it's like like depending on like release that because they're all a bit muddled but i think like mm-hmm. it's, it's a real bad stretch for nick like uh, i think it's like the humanity bureaus around the same time yeah i haven't there's so many i want to watch every single nicholas Cage <laughs> film there is like that is one of my life goals so there's a lot of things that i haven't even touched upon that people are like oh have you seen this film like no i've never even heard of it <laughs> So before we wrap things up, uh, Emma, there's always uh, three questions I ask at the end in regards to these. Uh, Does Nick Cage have bad hair in this movie? His hair's actually majestic in this one. I I give it 10 out of 10. It's not, um, you know, it's not, it's not flamboyant or anything. It's, it's, it's quite toned down. It's not next level. It it all, if, if you had me on for next, that is one of my favorite movies and everyone hates it, but I freaking love it. And I will fight to the death for that movie. You don't understand. Well, I I think if you were on for that episode, it would have been, it would have been a full blown argument. Yeah. I would have just been like, how dare you? <laughs> Amazing. Well, I may have to revisit that just. To, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that. Yeah, maybe there'll be some bonus episodes where I get people on who disagree. About <laughs> yeah, just, I'll, I'll go to town with that one. <laughs> just, just, just me like ruining any like potential friendships. I could have yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, don't you dare! You call yourself a Nicolas Cage fan? You're a liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick liar. <laughs> Like I'll be the opposite to Joe Rogan, where I actually <laughs> yeah. like take my guests to task. And yeah, like, exactly. If I disagree with them, I won't just go. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. You, you, you ever you ever eat an elk? Uh, do you work out? Like, like. <laughs> um, amazing. Uh, second question is obviously Cage throughout his career is known for I don't know going to weird and wonderful places with his mm-hmm. voice. Does yeah. he do that? Does his character have a, a strange accent or just like, does he get, do anything weird with his voice? No, he keeps it very, very mm-hmm. chill. It's not like um, Vampire's Kiss or anything. It's very, very chill, this one. I think it's. I think he plays it pretty close to home for this yeah. one. And then the kind of like, for some people, the most important thing they look for in a Nicolas Cage movie is does he freak out? I mean, it's not a Nicolas Cage movie unless he freaks out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I mean, I don't know if you know this question. Like, I don't know if you know this answer, but is there a movie he's been in where he hasn't had a freak out? Yes, there, there is. And, like, there tends to be, like, ones that kind of score no's on all of these mm-hmm. tend to be, like, some of the worst. So, like, a film like Left Behind, mm-hmm. he doesn't freak out. And, like, he just kind of, like, just, he turns up. He doesn't... Yep. Sh- he turns up, but he doesn't show up. If you know what I mean, like I get, like, yeah, that makes that makes sense. I think like, he does that with this film too. Then he kind of he raises his voice and he gets angry and a part of it, but it's not wild. Yeah, like the closest we get to it is that moment where he like go like goes off at the the kind of like uh, SWAT team mission control. Like, yeah, whatever were, the dude is. Where were you? Where were you? And it's exactly. Like, and that you like killed a- my son! <laughs> like, it's not technically your son, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, that is, like, the close... And, like, but it's it's within the framing of the film. It works. Yeah, it's, it, it's okay. Yeah. It's not, like, 
it's not vampire's kiss level exactly like, I'm a vampire. like, so like yeah exactly screaming his head off um amazing uh last question before we wrap this up as well is would you recommend people watch this film if you have 82 minutes of your life spare and you literally have nothing else to do your laundry has been completed you've seen all your friends you're bored out of your mind and you want to burn 4.99 on amazon then do it Perfect. do it oh yeah i i i own this now on dvd So yeah, so one one of the things I do like quite frequently is I check all the streaming services and kind of update like like I have a spreadsheet that tells me where they are and like that's amazing. I, I have it for the US as well. Uh, so oh perfect. I, after this, I'll um I'll yeah I'll email you some kind of uh, little bits and pieces like that where it's like uh and yeah I think I think once I share it with people they can see any like amendments I make uh, and. Anyone who's listening at home, like, if you want to know where a Nick Cage film is in the UK or the US, mm-hmm. look, at that, look at that doc and you can, like, go, oh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has just been added to UK Netflix. Oh, perfect. Not sponsored by Netflix, but fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. No, it's good. Yeah, so, yeah, I this was one that is just not on, like, any... It seems like it was a hot potato. Yeah. Even for like streaming. So, and it's one that, so it skipped a theatrical release, like a, a theatrical release mm-hmm. and, went, and went straight to disc. Oh, God. Does anyone even have DVDs anymore? Like, honestly. Um, yeah, unfortunately, me, because there are, <laughs> there are a few of these that kind of like, even like it's. I buy like I buy them off eat like sometimes I look and I'm like oh, I could buy it like I I could buy it on Amazon and like but some of them are like ridiculously priced like where it's yeah. like it's seven ninety nine and it's like <laughs> eBay it's one it's like one fifty yeah like, so it's like might as well do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, get the hard I'm, copy baby <laughs> um a, a couple of little like facts to to wrap this whole thing up. Uh, this film is the third collaboration between Nick and his son, Weston. Uh, in the credits for this film, they spell the word vice principal wrong. That's how much uh, care and attention people were taking to, to this point. Uh, and there are three entries on IMDb that kind of in differing ways explain that Nicolas Cage doesn't like this film so they are as follow it It is nick cage described this film as disappointing (laughs) (laughs) nick cage admitted he didn't like the final cut oh and then this uh this might be my favorite nicholas cage disliked the movie describing it as disappointing so it's like it's it's just it's just (laughs) like an an amendment to the first bit of trivia but they've gone Mm -hmm. No, he he disliked it, and it was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was yeah like a disappointing dad. He was like, I see what you're trying to do there. You just it's not it's not working. It's not good. Yeah, I guess I don't know. And uh, yeah, as you as you like rightly said earlier, I'm looking forward to the kind of future of like yes. kind of the stuff. I know there's stuff that's like 
in the can that's like yeah. ready to go, whether it's pig, Willy's Wonderland, yeah, uh, jujitsu, which looks oh, like all kinds of crazy. And yeah, I'm super jealous of uh, yeah, you guys in the US because even though it being 2020, there are still like delays between you guys getting films and it oh. coming out here ah oh, we get everything <laughs> first now <laughs> and it's like, i, I th- know i thought that was over so jujitsu you get this month or whatever and then uh like we yeah i think the crude too is uh oh that's coming out in in yeah on thanksgiving uh weekend in the u.s oh amazing it's coming up in a couple of weeks and then the uk have to wait until february so i guess oh we- jesus Maybe a Valentine's Day release, me and Gerg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuddling up in a cave and uh <laughs> And talking. I've also heard I've also heard I don't know if this is correct or not, but I've heard murmurs that they're thinking about doing another face off, like a reboot. I don't know if you've heard that. No, uh, um no, I've seen like I feel like this is the perfect time for it. Especially mm-hmm. considering we have uh the massive weight of imp- uh, the, the, the massive weight of massive talent or like the yeah yeah like the film where he's playing himself oh yeah yeah that yeah that film and I think isn't that gonna be like Joe Exotic like a Joe Exotic uh, movie yeah, a, where he's playing Joe yeah that's gonna be I think it's just a lot of cool shit coming up you know what I mean he's coming back baby and he's here to stay yes yeah this is gonna be like a a, a, a 90s resurgence I mean oh well, where can people like uh yeah you said you're on Twitch. Like, what's your Twitch handle? Where can people yeah, find you? Yeah, uh, so my Twitch handle is, um, if you go to twitch.tv, uh, my username is mzplays, um, E-M-M-Z-Y plays, and you can find me there. And I, I do a bunch of comedy stuff, just chatting. We hang out. And if you're into Nick Cage, you'll see the uh, Nicolas Cage everything on my channel. Then <laughs> you like it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh Emma, thank you so much for coming on. and Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you very much. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) There we go, guys. One more cage film done. And one step closer to the edge. And I'm about to break. As famous philosophers Linkin Park once said, that episode of Emma was an absolute joy. Uh, there's something about like American guests. A lot of them are so enthusiastic and it just like, I don't know, I think it really ups my game of being like, yeah, let's be enthusiastic about this really bad film. However, if you feel like we really trash this movie and it is a work of genius, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can drop us an email at cagedinpod at gmail.com or on all the socials at cagedinpod as well. So that's Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well as Letterboxd. So please do come over there and you'll get some hints as to where the cage train will be moving to once we are up to date with all the Nick Cage movies. You can support the podcast over on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash caged in pod. And as of today, you will be able to access each episode a week early. So now you can get next week's episode, which is me and Matt Stocks talking about the sci-fi dystopian future film, The Humanity Bureau, as well as talking about the amazing people that Matt has talked to in his career as a podcaster and journalist and his upcoming 
fantastic book, Life in the Stocks, Voracious Conversations with Musicians and Creatives, Volume 1. So make sure you either head on over there or just wait until next week to hear that conversation. You can also support the podcast by going over to cagedinpodcast.limitedrun.com to pick up a fantastic Superman Caged In print designed by the amazing Tim Hornsby. Or if you don't want to part with any money, you can just head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review or rate this on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on now. Uh, That is everything for this week's episode. As always, I've been your host, Petros Patsilovus. I've been caged in. You have been amazing. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.